And now, tonight's presentation. Hey, everybody. This is Flick Chicks with Sheridan and Chelsea. Flick Chicks. Flick in the Chick. Welcome to episode number two. The Labyrinth. Labyrinth, guys. We're talking about Labyrinth today. Mm-hmm. Um, decided to go the opposite way from the more contemporary movies. We're going way back. 1984? Six? Mm, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm very excited today because it's only our second episode. And I'm so excited, too. And it's only our second episode, and we have... A guest. We have a special, special Super guest. Super special guest. He's guys. not that great. Yes, he's he excellent. <laughs> Today we have Sick with fuck. us Bubba McComb. Bubba McComb. AKA Sad Boy Shinobi, AKA Willy Wonka's Wonder, AKA The Suburban Shaman, AKA Your Mom's Favorite Christmas Shopper. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, Thank you guys so much for having me on. This is fucking tight. I'm tight, so excited. Tight. This is like also Akira tight, dude. Tight butthole. Real tight <laughs> For butthole. Sure. Like, you know those buttholes that get, like, destroyed and you have to get, like, reconstructed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, one of those. Like, oh, man. One of the... the Been there. The, okay. Just kidding. One of, like, you know, the advanced buttholes, not, like, the nature ones. Because those can get loose, you know? Your natural butthole, it'll get loose. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay. This has been Bubba McComb and his <laughs> booty hole experience. Yeah. So, I don't, don't want to talk about that. You don't that. want to hear that one. I've heard it. Yeah, <laughs> that's a story for uh, Adult Swim. Yeah. Yeah, or something. Swimmers. Uh-huh. So, um, Labyrinth is a you know it, it's it's a cult classic. Um, it was not popular when it came out. It was not. It, it was came out with mixed reviews, mm-hmm. but now everyone loves it. And it's easy to see why. It's a fucking trip. Mm-hmm. This you movie, guys, it's starring uh, David Bowie and Jennifer Connelly as Sarah and Jareth. Jareth. Hello. That was not rehearsed. <laughs> Jareth. Uh, yeah, Goblin King Jareth. Uh, <laughs> Big Dick Goblin King. <laughs> He was the originator of big dick energy. You know? Oh my gosh, yeah. And what we've learned today is that um, David Bowie starred as Jareth, but before there were some contenders. <laughs> oh my. Then this movie would have been something else. Something entirely, right? Different, dude. So, so uh, option number one, give it to us. Option number one was going to be Michael Jackson. <laughs> Which could have worked out. It, it could. Yo. I could see it no, working yes, it out. Mm-hmm. If, if he would have went like full into like the glam and like yeah. the mm-hmm. whole like, he's a performer, dude. It might. It, mm-hmm. Dude, listen. <laughs> it's really hard to talk about MJ now, right? In a respectful <laughs> manner, but like he may have done just as good of a job. The movie would have been completely different, but it may have just just as been entertaining. Mm-hmm. It may have been just as much of a cult classic. They're both dead now, so they would have been legendary no matter how the movie turned out. Yep. But and I am so glad it was David Bowie. Dude. I, Me too. Yeah. And and what was option number two? <laughs> <laughs> Option number two was Sting. Sting! <laughs> oh. I dream of lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That would have been terrible. <laughs> Just imagine him trying to act, like be a for real actor. Like, no. no. It'd be like a Liam Neeson yeah. film. Like, it just one emotion, either stern or angry. <laughs> stern Sting, dude. 
That's where he gets his name from. Uh, um, but uh, I know this is a party foul, but my dad's calling right now. Do you guys want me to answer it? See what the fuck he wants? Yeah. Okay, hold yeah. on. All right, here we go. Pop him a comb. What up, Pops? Hey, I forgot to ask you. What did that guy's insurance company say? Oh, I, um, I haven't I haven't talked to anybody yet, but I'm doing a podcast right now. Um, oh, sorry, dude. No, you're good. You're, you're on the episode. Anything you want to say? <laughs> what up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, everybody? <laughs> sorry about that, man. You're good, dude. All right, love you. All right, love you, too. We love you. Right. Bye. <laughs> For those of you who didn't know, I got into a rear-end collision yesterday with a person who, um, you know, didn't speak English, and I was trying to take a picture of his uh, insurance stuff, and he got all weird about it. So I just, like, wrote down his information, and he just keeping tabs on it. So that was uh, my dad, guys. <laughs> hey. Hey. Okay, proceed. All right. Um, so Sting, yeah, would have been not Sting, tight. Yeah, so I'm really <laughs> David Bowie was, like, to me, the, just the perfect, you couldn't have picked a better person to do this. It's just the right amount of, like, like, flamboyant and oh, yeah. like just fucking theatrical yeah theatrical and dramatic oh my gosh but you know it. he'd tear that ass up though uh yeah those are the most impressive people like prince mm-hmm. the people who are just like the most flamboyant people ever but will fucking destroy your woman's vagina yep and be like who's gonna be mad about it not a one not i mean how are you gonna be if david bowie your prince slays your woman it's like hey dude that all right i'm dating a, a legend now and there's a okay. I don't think I don't think anyone on the podcast can hear that. Um, but there's like a dog howling or a or man. man. I don't know. There's been or both. a or a wolf man there's or been, a goblin. Oh, shit. Is it a wolf? A is it a full moon tonight, dude? It fucking better not um, be. So if you I ovulate okay, with the moon, you say we all agree that David Bowie is like irreplaceable because mm-hmm. he is. The, I mean, it's easy to say that because he's the guy who did the movie, who became right. amazing. It, it was amazing. But right. if you had to pick somebody that you'd like to see <laughs> that wasn't David Bowie, MJ, or Sting, I mean, I don't know who the fuck would pick any of those just offhand, but who would you like to see? Cher. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. That would be fucking interesting. Okay, that... Mm-hmm. Yep. Dude, that that lesbian ass tension right there. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I just want to bite that umbilical cord with my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, Cher would be pretty fucking tight, dude. I would maybe. I think that Lady Gaga could do a good, a good well, Goblin Queen. That'd be a good like a remake. Like a new, like yeah, a like new a remake. Age. Yeah, if you were, yeah. if I were to remake right. Labyrinth, I would, I would, my first pick would probably be Lady, and I would be like, yeah, write an original song. Like, don't yeah. do dance, mm-hmm. like, don't do magic dance. Do like your own thing. Yeah, you know? and, and we already know that she can for sure do like the elegant oh act, like fucking like a champ dude oh, hell yeah. i didn't even so i'm not i've never been like a real fan of lady gaga's music you know it's just dude pop to me um and like slow like music like that even her slower stuff and her poppy stuff i just didn't like it it's whatever yeah, dude yeah. but when i saw her on uh american horror story <laughs> dude i absolutely fell in love with her as an actor I was just, dude. yeah that's what i wanted oh, to bring up my god yeah. and then She's i still haven't so seen seductive. a star is born i haven't seen that i don't think i want to because i just hear it's just a fucking yeah. cry fest yeah, well, the, the story, <laughs> yeah, the story is really sad. Yeah, and it's, but Lady yeah. Gaga would be fucking prime, dude. Mm. Maybe you should just pitch that to somebody. Dude. Write, yeah, out, write out the script, dude. Write I, it out. And <laughs> write it out. Write it out. Um, write it out. 
Yeah, Labyrinth. So they okay. So the movie, like, okay. Here's what I can't. We were just we were watching like a behind the scenes labyrinth thing a few minutes ago, and we were like during Dance Magic, for example, they would have like fifty puppets or some shit, and you have two people do a puppet, and it's like they had more fucking puppeteers than actors mm-hmm. in that. F- Goddamn! Yeah, movie. and they're and they, like standing sideways to make each other fit up yeah. on the railing. Like they're doing the puppet shit with their one hand, like literally standing like in line. Mm-hmm. They, they said, yeah, they said it was like eighty puppeteers. Yeah, yeah, and, and, for and, one scene. And like when you watch when you watch it now, you kind of think like, oh, that looks so silly, like ha ha ha, you know, whatever. But that is hard ass work right there. Like they put so many man hours into like meticulously making these puppets and like. Dude, respect. That's all I'm saying. Like the creators of the puppets are Jim Henson and I don't know how to pronounce his name. Move your microphone. Stand closer to your mouth, please. Oh, like that. More closer because you didn't really move it at all. Closer. I'm not. It's closer. It's so close closer. to my. This is like in my mouth See, right now. Now, now, <laughs> do you, now do you hear yourself in the headphones? Yes. But yeah, dude. Um, and, and some of the puppets were so intricate. Like the one we were we were uh, uh, seeing. I forgot the fucking character's name. I'm I'm a little lit. Um, but he had. It was like half puppet. Half mechanical hoggle. face, yeah, hoggle. hoggle, and then like, and then a person had to wear like his head, but like he was controlled by puppet puppeteers, but he was like in the suit, and like they had how many people controlling his facial expressions at one time? I, it like was insane, a lot, a lot. yeah. And, and they had to decor, they had to like do it so it's all on time and it all made sense, mm-hmm. and it's just like, dude, that was a real, real, real grind. And then the first movie to do the CGI. Right. Oh, yep. well, yeah. CGI one of animal? one of yeah. One of the very first like fully, re- yeah, fully like, what's the fucking word? Animated. CG- yeah. Sure. <laughs> or fully. Fully. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Created. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's like flying. You know, the opening credits. He's like little boobo looking motherfucker. Did you, have you guys ever seen Clash of the Titans? Boobo. Oh yeah, that the was a terrible owl. movie. But oh, that I love was that movie. it was aesthetically pleasing. Um, but that but, was cheesy. But even like okay, I don't know if. Ludo is like the I think the biggest puppet that they used like the huge Ludo <laughs> Ludo um but like can you imagine like p- dude they really cared about that movie like Jim Henson really like fucking cared about that movie mm-hmm. and you could see it in every scene like his his puppets for the early 80s like dude <laughs> this howling is insane I don't even know, dude. Spooky vibes. Oh my god. Spooky vibes. I mean, I don't think they. I don't. Hold on. Let's see if it's picking it up. That's definitely a dog. It's not picking it up. It's definitely a dog. Thank God. So, it's not a man out there. That was was a moment of silence for uh, Saddam Hussein. (laughs) Go on. Uh. Anyway, well, um, one thing that I I wanted to at least take everybody down is a a quick rundown of the movie itself. Um, Starting out, you have Sarah, who's she's just real bratty. She's beautiful, but she's she's kind of has had it made. She's fifteen. She's a teenager. Yeah, and we've all we've all been there. We've all been. (laughs) Actually, I was. I never was fifteen. 
<laughs> or a girl. Well, well <laughs> that one. Do you just fucking assume my gender? Shut up. Go on. So, um, she she's she's always been a single child, but she's got a stepmom now and a little brother, and he's a baby, and she's forced to watch little brother while mom or stepmom and dad go out and have a date, and she and essentially. She's like. <laughs> she's like <laughs> I don't want to watch my brother, like, yeah. you know, typical... You ruined my life. Typical there's, teenager. There's that one scene, dude, I thought she was for real about to do something crazy to that baby because the music was crazy, the thunder well, was pounding, like... She starts telling the story, like, once upon a time... You know, and she's describing how she wants this goblin king to turn her baby brother into a goblin. Right. And you're like, uh, take like, this like child of mine far away like from me. For a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, she, she essentially is telling, yeah, she's telling him the story, the baby who's like, I don't know what the fuck you want from he's, me. He's like, just crying and crying and stop crying. Stop talking to what me. The, what the titties do, mom? <laughs> mom? Wait, sister? Is that- <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Game of Thrones. So yeah, so she wishes her baby brother to be taken away by this goblin king, and unbeknownst to her, the goblins were listening. Yeah, they were they were listening to every word she's maybe ever said, and that's kind of what I've I thought after watching the movie five billion times. I'm like, they were always there really? in their mind. Wonder why you watch it so many times. Ooh. So uh, <laughs> so so then enter Jareth, sex god goblin king Jareth, <laughs> with his. Dick with his crazy fucking tight dick pants. There's there's no way he didn't insist. We had that short conversation before the podcast. It's like the 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 casting director, whatever, whatever, right? But costume design was probably like, hey man, you know, we're just gonna put you in in like maybe like a some some sort of like sash, yeah, as a bottom, like some kind of like robust shit, some Mm -hmm. elegant. He's like, absolutely not. You understand how large my cock is? Like, (laughs) we are gonna put some leotard bottoms on me. And that's it. I'm not wearing anything underneath. And they're like, but so he's like, ah, do you want to fuck? You want MJ to do this movie? No, sir. No, sir. All right. Well, then get me some leotards. That's how I, that's how I imagine that going. And he's like, anything else goes. Make yeah. my, tease my hair as much as you want, but the leotards stay. That was some crazy teased hair. Like, yeah. I wonder how much of that was a wig. Like, how much of that was fake? And how much of that well, was real? I think at that time, too, he did have short hair, so a mm. lot of it was extension, um, yeah. but it was beautiful. So, okay, so <laughs> I did... Glorious. So, so to, to kind of... So, takes her... Takes baby away, right? Mm-hmm. And he... Oh, he, no, he gives her a choice. Yeah, he gives her a choice, he's, right. He holds one of his big-ass balls in his hand, <laughs> and he's like, look into my balls, so you'll find your dreams in there. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks into it and he's like, I can make this all end right now. Like, just say the word. And she's like, no, I want to fi- I want to t- I want to take you on, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm stronger than you. You dick don't scare me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even attracted to men yet. <laughs> I'm in a children. Um, <laughs> Whoa. Hey, don't, bro, hey, don't say that about David Bowie. It's not an MJ movie. No, the girl. Oh. Totally different. Whoops. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so, so she takes on this challenge, and he says, "You have 13 hours to solve the labyrinth, or your baby brother becomes one of us forever." So it's a classic "Be careful what you wish for" uh, kind of story. And she's like, "I'm gonna do this," and walks down to the to the be? maze, the maze of the labyrinth, the beginning. She hasn't even entered it yet. So trippy, dude. And there's this little fuck taking a piss. 
fucking hoggle. And he's like. That's how I sound when I piss. And she's like, excuse me, sir, goblin. And he's like, fuck. He's like, you know, get away from me, basically. And she's like, I need help getting into the labyrinth. And he's ignoring her the whole time. And he's spraying what looks to us from far away like bugs. But you get closer and those bugs are fairies. They're fucking fairies. Little beautiful fairies. And so he's not to be confused with um <laughs> Ferngully. <laughs> Ferngully. That was the best. My Girl. name what? is Bates. Oh my oh, god. Dude, yo, that you need Robin to say, Williams rapping. You guys need to do that. Uh, Ooh, we, down the line. Oh Put my that god. on the list. Open dude. mic yes, Ferngully. Ferngully be sick as fuck. <laughs> not the fucking song. <laughs> I'm talking about an episode of this podcast. Oh, Ferngoli. my God. <laughs> <laughs> you said open mic tonight, yeah, dude. There is an open mic tonight, yeah. And I, I did suggest that you and her go do an acapella song together, and I think that's the one. <laughs> my name <laughs> is Bette. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, shit. So, okay, stay so, on track. Go on. Yes, so <laughs> he, he sprays one of these fairies, and she picks it up, and she's like, you're so cruel. And then the fairy bites her. And at that moment, even even as a kid, I was like, this is symbolic. Like you can't fuck. trust anything in this fucking labyrinth. Nothing is what it seems. Yeah, nothing the, is what it seems. It's the premises of the movie, really. Like, so nothing. the rest of the movie is essentially her and Hoggle like figuring out this labyrinth, mm-hmm. and along the way you meet all these, uh, you know, endearing, adorable fucking Tripping. Sir Didymus is the cutest goddamn. Oh my god, little fox little with like terrier. a mustache. <laughs> so I haven't even seen this movie as an adult, and like just rewatching parts of the movie it's just like i want to get really high and yes. watch this again because just sitting on the couch 100 sober i'm like what in the hell i don't remember it uh, i remember being terrified of the movie because like the puppets and goblins look so crazy and i watched that movie at such a young age that it wasn't it doesn't matter if they were dancing singing happy songs they were like taking each other's heads off and like doing <laughs> cartwheels without any hands like i was freaked out as a kid raped. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then just giant dicks in front of you all the time. Mm-hmm. Hoggle gives David Bowie a hug and almost fucking, <laughs> like, dives, you know? It's fucking crazy. But, um, yeah, dude, I just, like, it's a, such a crazy thing to know that there was almost no, uh, not technology. I don't want to say that. There's plenty of technology, but there's no, like, um, just one piece of that movie was CGI. Everything else was puppets. Everything what? else was, like, man control, yeah. or not man control, but, you know, like, hands-on. Yeah. And it was just like, it's impressive as fuck. And now I want to go back and just like dive right into some uh, goodies and watch that movie again. Mm-hmm. I'm inspired as, as F. And I do, that's what, so I hope that it's, that's at least one of the things that you guys hope to do is inspire people to rewatch these things or appreciate oh, totally. different layers of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like just you guys bring, hey, we're going to do one on the labyrinth. So watch it or labyrinth. Sorry. Um, we established that it's labyrinth, <laughs> labyrinth. earlier. Uh <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm going to watch that shit. And if you guys just pick movies you love and believe in like this all the time, like this is exactly what's going to happen to everyone who listens. It's oh, totally. fucking tight. And I'm glad that you chose Labyrinth because, dude, that gets lost in translation. Like, dude. no one really fucking pops into Labyrinth unless they're a true Labyrinth fan. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, right. I'm not a true Labyrinth fan, but now I might be. At twenty seven, <laughs> I, I I kind of fell back in love with it when I did as I did a stage version of Labyrinth, like in I beautiful. think in twenty seventeen. It was beautiful, and I like kind of re fell in love with the movie doing it because like I'd kind of forgotten about it, like you said, like I kind right. of had it got lost in you know 
whatever. And like, so going back and watching it on stage, I was like, and performing in it, I was like, you know what? Magic Dance is a fucking good song. You know what? Hell this yeah. story is awesome. Like, I mean, it's so we don't we don't really get fantasies like that right now. Mm-mm. You know, there's nothing really, in my opinion, that's comparable to um at least in the last like 15 years. Right. Everything's just rewritten now. Right. It's like, it's not that like Labyrinth wasn't predictable. It's just like right. nothing creates that sense of like true, like awe. Wonder, yeah. Some mm-hmm. of like the, um, some of the scenes in the newer Marvel movies mm-hmm. are pretty like breathtaking, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, but that's just because their budget's so insane. Right. But yeah. like the aesthetics behind this movie, it's like, dude, so much more hard work had to been put in. Like, you, you, I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away from the people who make, worlds seem real when nothing is they're doing is real but like movies like that like i just you have to appreciate a little more at least i think yeah totally like you i mean you can really see like the love in that movie yep. like mm-hmm. that everyone had for it yeah like, and, and you know what and i didn't even really know like i didn't really know how much like behind like i it just puppets to me it was right. the puppets and david bowie right but knowing how much went behind making a puppet's face move it's like, oh, shit. Like, this is just one aspect of it. It just, like, blows my mind. And then 80 puppeteers for one scene. And then there were, there were people in those suits. They're using a real-ass baby, too. Right. Yeah. There it's were people like, in the suits. <laughs> there was controls working their faces. There was people lifting them up to jump with dance magic. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's crazy, dude. It was unbelievable. And to think how <laughs> they had to be so particularly, specifically set up in this room so nobody bumped into anybody. You know, nobody's fucking with someone else's strings. Right, like, right. holy choreographered, like, nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When we were doing the stage version, that was, like, a huge thing. Our, the cast was gigantic. And we had such a little space to work with. And so, like, trying to choreograph, like, the, you know, mountain of rocks that comes down mm-hmm. to like to, you know chase away all the little fucking whatever little mm-hmm. Jareth minions <laughs> and like you know dance magic all the goblins had to be dancing and during like the ballroom scene like yeah. we all had to learn to ballroom dance and like we all did this crazy waltz and like it's fucking hard ass work dude you gotta do it for the love dude yep because mm-hmm. unless you're getting if you don't love it you can't do it no because I mean dude at this point at, at that point. Like, were you making a living off of doing plays? Fuck no. Of course not. Like, you no. got to be in that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, there is money to be made, but like anything, you don't start out that way. Yeah. No fucking way, dude. No, right? yeah, I did that. I did that show for free. Like, I dedicated my time to it because I wanted to. And yeah. like, I, because I believed in the show. And like, you know, a lot of people came out for it and a lot of people yep. liked it. And, you know, it was really fun. Yeah, that's, that's cool, man. And it yeah. says a lot about people that when they just do something because they want to present something they're proud of or something yeah. that they created and became like creative with. And it, I mean, it had, they had to be in like that for the movie, even though you said it wasn't a fucking hit right away. And it was yeah. like, kind of like a flop on the initial release. Yeah, and now like, it's like, it had, it, it had its like, well, of course it had its technical issues because we were trying to be <laughs> labyrinth. Like we were trying to make oh, no, the movie. I oh, the movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, oh man, guys. Talk, mm. <laughs> Yo, okay, so I'm sure the Whoopsies. the play Whoop. was incredible, and I'm actually really, really mad that I wasn't there. Yeah, I think you were still living in North, North Dakota. North Dakota. North Dakota. <laughs> North Dakota. But, like, during the, during the actual set or, you know, during the live performance, was there anything crazy that happened or, like, anything uh, memorable for you? Yeah, I want to, like, so, <laughs> so I was cast as, like, an ensemble 
character. Like if if there was supposed to be like a group of goblins or a group of fairies or a big whatever, like a lot of people in a scene, I was I was like one of the yeah. crowd. David Bowie's dick. Yep. <laughs> or Jareth's dick. Oh, sorry. by the way, my my very good friend Crystal Favreau of Drew's Funk was Jareth. Well, one of the Jareths. There were two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jubes was the other Jareth. He's a local rapper. His Amazing. Jubes. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um. That's cool, so man. and he and just shout out to both of them for being the most incredible Jareths I've ever seen in my life. They were incredible. Anyway, so during uh, Magic Dance, uh, (laughs) we we come out and the song starts and we're dancing and we're, you know, we're having fun. And... This like, is the one that's like, you remind me of the babe. Yeah, you remind me of the babe. What babe? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so we're dancing, and then I look over to my right, and I realize, like, Jareth is dancing without a baby. <laughs> Toby is nowhere to be found, and he's an essential part of this scene. Is he, like, is he miming that he has a baby? Yeah, he was literally <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> I guess I'll just... I don't know uh, what to do with my hands. It's like so, <laughs> if I so had like, a baby... <laughs> <laughs> like, halfway through... Like, halfway through the song, out of my peripheral, I just see this, like... This, like, cloud of red and white whiz by, and it's the striped outfit of baby doll Toby, like, <laughs> sailing from backstage. Like a fucking... Like, someone threw it like a football out on the stage, and it just, like, landed with... <gasps> She's right on the concrete. <laughs> and then just fucking without missing a beat, someone, one of the goblins picks it up and just starts <laughs> dancing with it. Dead baby, dead baby, dead baby. <laughs> it was Sorry, so Toby, funny. but uh, <laughs> you're done now. You're yeah, done. Uh, fun fact, actually, Toby became one of the uh, Hills Have Eyes people. Yeah. <laughs> um, after the play, they just sent him off. Oh, my God. He was on his way to Vegas, but got lost somewhere <laughs> on the oh way. And, and uh, that movie is based off of Toby's family. Oh Thanks, my Sheridan. gosh. <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Sheridan's play. <laughs> Fucking creating that monster. <laughs> Dude, that was a oh, never mind. This is about this is about Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yep. Um <laughs> So yeah, that was my experience doing Labyrinth on stage. That was uh it was really fun. I never thought that I would in a million years, you never if you told me five years ago, you're like, hey, guess what? <laughs> you do a labyrinth musical i'd be like fuck you <laughs> right that's so many moving parts too especially if you kept uh, a lot of it puppets like that's yeah. fucking crazy like, not, if, if everyone was in costume it'd probably be somewhat easier to organize because everybody can listen to like the way you need to physically move about the stage but if you had to incorporate puppets and actors actresses like mm-hmm. that's got to be fun uh, dude i would uh, literally thinking about that much chaos gives me anxiety i'm yeah. not even a part of it <laughs> I'm just thinking about the, how many things can go wrong. And a lot of times they don't. A lot of times well, you rehearse so much that it's like, but from a creator's perspective, there's probably never a time where something doesn't go the way you want it. Well, I mean, okay, look right. at something like, look at something like Jaws. That movie was going to be a massive failure because they could not get that shark to work ever. Oh, that's right. Ever. <sighs> the, everyone was like, this is going to be the shittiest movie because this we can't get it to work outside of the water we can't get it to work inside of the water like we need to get these shots and and it just took it took the right amount of people like all of their fucking time and talent to like make it work they like did not accept it 
they were like, yeah, the shark doesn't work here. Okay, let's move it here. Okay, well, let's try it with this and let's try it with that until they fucking got it. What a nightmare, though, dude. I know, dude. That. To, to have that, I, I, feel, I don't know, There's man. I so feel so much of that happening on in Labyrinth, dude. Like, and I feel why? like I feel like CGI has taken that away. Yeah, like you. It's, I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that CGI is Blood, not sweat and impressive right. and not time consuming because it fucking is. Yeah. Like, but. I don't know. There's something about that hands-on, like, working the with... physical aspect. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you can perfect CGI. Yeah. Right. You can hit save, and, right. it, and it remembers what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, a, something on that big of a scale, mechanical scale, like, if something goes wrong, then you don't have a CGI. Mm-hmm. In my, like, again, in my, just in my perspective, that's more impressive getting through it and still releasing what Jaws ended up being than right. just, like, all right, man, well, we got to computerize this this part, like... Not saying it's a cop out. I'm just saying to yeah. have that many hands on and have that much potential for something in a scene to go wrong is a lot more impressive to get through than someone being like, okay, this whole scene mm-hmm. is animated. It's going to take just as many people, mm-hmm. just as much mind power, but right. you can make sure something doesn't go wrong right. in a computer. One, right, of you the, know? one of the biggest things that I like non CGI related that impressed me right off the bat is when she finally gets in through the gates and she she meets the little worm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> nah, I'm just a whim. Yeah. And she's getting advice. <laughs> you know, what should I do? I can't. There's there's no exits. Those There's no turns. What, am, what do I do? And he's just like, he basically tells her it's all perspective. Things aren't always what they seem. And she turns around and she looks at the wall and he's like, just walk through it. <laughs> I just do it. And, he, and she's like, it's just a wall. And he, he tells her to try. And literally, she walks into the wall yeah. and then goes around a corner. You can't fucking tell. And as an adult, you cannot right. you still can't see lines. Yeah. Right. And totally. there is no CGI there. That's just prop. That's just artistry, pure like and, and not the frames together perfectly. Yeah, yeah. And not saying that CGI isn't artistry because that's literally what it sure. is. But that physical aspect, that's holy cool. Yeah, there shit. there is something to be said about like getting your hands dirty and fucking building shit, mm-hmm. you know? And just like the fucking scenes that they built for that movie, oh like there's not a whole lot of green screening. Like I don't think when so. you saw them doing the scenes, it was they mm-hmm. built that whole like the under the when they did the uh, when they did uh, uh, magic dance. Mm-hmm. They weren't in front of like prop like uh, like green screen prop boards. And stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean? they were actually in a place that looked like an ancient like whatever. I was like, Dun- dude, yeah, this is dude, crazy. Full. Like, f- no one does like full on sets anymore. No, which is like, I mean, I know why because it doesn't look as real. Like you could right. just go on location now, and it's but- probably way more costly but than just hiring a few people to make it look sick as hell. Like, right. right, but there's the cost there's of materials like, has gone up with time. Yeah, there's so. such a charm though with like knowing that something was built on a soundstage. Like, I don't know what it, I, I think it's just like, I just love old Hollywood right. movies, like how they did it. And like, you know, the labyrinth, some of those backdrops and those scenes remind me of um, like creature from the black lagoon, mm-hmm. like yeah. scenes from like a swampy kind of, but there's like, but there's also a like childishness to it. It's kind of bright and like fun. Right. You know? And I just, I don't know. I, I'll always have a soft spot for those. Like instead of, like the on location spooky because if you did a re- if I did a remake of Labyrinth or if someone did it yeah um they would like go to a swamp right and it would be fucking creepy right and it would be cool <sighs> yeah I think that they but, really really that would be the one of the movies that's like don't touch it like you know don't touch mm-hmm. the classic I don't think that's a thing dude, mm-hmm. dude. that the, the potential to redo the Labyrinth 
it would is so fucking cool, man. It makes me mm-hmm. so excited. And again, like you guys talked about, like you don't have to do an exact replica with all the same music. Like right. maybe, I mean, of course, pay homage, do callbacks, mm-hmm. keep the character names the same or something like that. But you could do something really cool and like uh, different, you know, maybe even like a sequel to it. Right. Ooh, that would be cool. Like, yeah. Right? I mean, it can't be that hard to just put it together. They, it, they've like, redone so many movies that just like, why did you even try? The movie wasn't even that good to begin with. Like, did you think you were just going to make an okay movie way better just by redoing I, it. Like, I just got a brain blast so hard. Like, <laughs> dude, so did I'm, I just now. I'm wet. Whoa. <laughs> no, listen. So <All> like <laughs> Sarah has a daughter, right? And the daughter's playing with her little toys because Sarah ha- the, has the toys of the characters in the labyrinth mm-hmm. originally. And it starts out like that. And then I guess they're moving or something. And then the moving box is the book. Ooh. Labyrinth, yeah. and she starts opening it, and then and then that's where and I then lost Harry it. Potter. There was a <laughs> after the Labyrinth yeah, came out. There was Harry. a there was actually like a comic book series that came out called Return to the Labyrinth, Ooh. and I think that oh. that would be really cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> to do. I don't know, right, dude. Right, uh, fuck it, that's dude. The, just write a screenplay. That's the thing. <gasps> yeah, just write a screenplay. <laughs> if you spend what are we doing? Much, <laughs> that's true, dude. You could for sure like. Take like a month or two and just write paragraph out like a share the screen. I know she has. I feel like I'm really. I feel like I really need. Uh, I'm really bad at writing. Just like people talking, like conversations, dialogue. Yeah, like like dialogue is for some reason it's really hard for me. Um, it it's hard for me to like make things sound natural. It helps. I don't know. Help. Well, yeah, you, you every, there's me. a lot of people that can help, mm-hmm. but like, you know, well, let's do it. if you just, yeah, write the idea out. Look for Return to Labyrinth 2022. <laughs> Shit. Dude, the directed you by. can make the idea sound good enough for a studio to be like, all right, this sounds mm-hmm. pretty cool. Like, yeah. And it'll probably be shitty. They're not going to get fucking, you know, Lionhead yeah. to do it for you. Or, who knows, though? But like, you know, it's it's going to be like pretty low, but low budget, but it could be cool as shit. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anyone's ever done that already. What feels like that idea has had to have sprouted up. A labyrinth. Right? Well, like Jim Henson's labyrinth uh, Jim Henson's like name is very very protected. Um, mm-hmm. They okay. they're really picky and choosy about what they are making a labyrinth show on Hulu, oh, and Jim Henson's fuck. son Jim Henson's son is like involved <laughs> and he's like writing. I think he's like I'm not sure listeners, but I think he's like writing it. And directing it. Holy That'd be cool, fuck. dude. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. You so, see, I mean, so real quick, just people like redoing stuff. Twilight Zone getting redone. Dude. That's going to be so Jordan tight. Jordan Jordan. Jordan. Mr. Peel. Mr. Peel. Making a comeback. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, man. Dude, oh, I'm so shout excited. Out, shout out to episode one, dude. Jordan oh, Peele. Mm. It's still Jordan relevant, Peele. right? Mm-hmm. But that's going to be so sick, dude. I love, I love. 80s movies like that you said like that it's like I got like a child there's like a nostalgic feel mm-hmm. like touch to it I really love that I think there's a big absence of love for me in the, in the 90s it kind of like oh, it's okay. really like I don't love a lot of movies from the 90s mm-hmm. almost all of them are comedies right I feel like they tried to like like oh dude this is gonna be so unpopular right now but early 2000s Matrix was so fucking bad, dude. Like to me, I didn't and see. I, I didn't see the Matrix until like a couple of years ago. I don't even want to get into it. I'm just saying, like, dude, that movie was so. F- it was just I, whatever. But like, '80s cool. But the Twilight Zone era, like where Alfred Hitchcock and Twilight mm-hmm. Zone, like all that is my 
favorite shit ever. And I trust him to recreate that same exact feeling, dude. dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's no feelings when I watch certain movies or shows. Like, The Witch emulated a crazy feeling oh for me. Oh, my gosh. Twilight Zone. All the Alfred Hitchcock, Hitchcock movies, I created some, like, eerie, like, sense of, like... <gasps> And with the labyrinth, I think that'd be a cool Dude. touch to or Hell labyrinth. Yeah. That set that scary feeling. I I, I always suspenseful. Yeah, I I always thought that labyrinth would be cool if it were a little more like Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. It was like a little darker. That was a scary. A little more like, <laughs> you know. That movie terrified <laughs> me. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. So, so let's keep on going with the story, though. So, um, well, and that's that's what I was gonna say is under as she's walking through the labyrinth, this, and it's not even that scary. But in my mind, the thought of not finding my way back home mm-hmm. as a child made me panic. Yeah. So as she's walking through, she looks at the at the ground, and there's tiles, and she has her red lipstick with her. So she's writing arrows on the tiles, so she knows how to get back home. As she walks by, the tile lifts up. And switches. Opens. Yeah. And a tiny little goblin comes out of the ground, like, fraggedy, walking, 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 That's exactly what it sounds like. Takes the tile and turns it. Yep. Fucking turns the tile. That is yep. scary as shit. Dude, so if that she were to go back, scary, she's like a, fucked. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That movie's so creepy, man. So the cool part is, is she gets to, um, she gets to two doors, and in the doors are four goblins but they're kind of like scissoring up and down (laughs) there's a good door there's a truth and there's lie right and she has to figure out how to get through through the truth door one of us always tells the truth and one of us always always lies lies. that's why we're scissoring (laughs) it feels better for us hate and love not for you yang Yeah, see? <laughs> then we play the goblins at those voices. Yes! One of us always lies. One of us always tells the truth. See? You so want the you? I don't know. You want to meet David Bowie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh my God. We get his tights from his tight store. Yeah. His balls are real. <laughs> I felt them. I can only see Jake's dad in my head right now. Oh yeah, or Starchy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. So... <laughs> She thinks she figures it out. She thinks she's going through the truth door, and truthfully, we don't know if it is truth or lie door because I still can't figure out that riddle. (laughs) And she walks through the door, and she's like, it was a piece of cake. I got it. Falls through the ground. And as she's falling through the ground, dude, it scares me, dude. It's just hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's a tunnel full of hands, and they're all like... (laughs) They're grabbing at her. They're grabbing every part of her, for one, and then the hands turn into faces. They, like, morph themselves into faces. Oh, my God. And they ask her, though, which I still thought was a cool touch because I thought it was just really bad shit going on, but they asked her if she, she wanted to go back up or go down. And... She chose down, so they let her go, and she falls into what is <laughs> called like, okay. an oubliette. She falls into an oubliette, and I thought that was really cool, so I did some research on it and found out that it was in the 1777 was the first recorded oubliette, and it was used by prisons, and it was a secret chamber. Mm-hmm. The only opening to this oubliette is at the top it's at the top. Oh, shit. There's one little barred door, and what? they just drop people in, and some people would get out, but some people would be left to fucking 
parish. So Oof. if if the prison keeper said, or if they had to keep him alive, they would just pour water down. And they would say, water's coming down. And they would have to, like, open their mouth and hope. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> fucked up. Dude, Fuck humans are so fucking violent. Dude, they were yeah. so... They didn't give a shit but back the, then. The um, metaphor for, like, do you want to go up or do you want to keep going down? It's like, I want to keep going down. That's, like, so deep, dude. Right? Even, like, she was down the hole, deep into this situation. Because, yeah. like, even, you know, not switching gears, but even, like, um... Um... <laughs> Even like psychedelics, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> like sometimes, you know, uh, you you take a certain amount, which is usually a small amount, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, I'm good." And if there's enough time, and you want to, quote unquote, go deeper, mm-hmm. like you can, and you usually do, and it's usually not a thing. It's like I need to feel this, but it's like, what's the what the fuck's down here, dude? You know what I mean? And sometimes you can just. And it just gets within yourself. And that's so funny that you say that because it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Like the more down the rabbit hole she goes into this labyrinth, like she's meeting these flamingo motherfuckers that are taking (laughs) off heads and feet, and they're like, her head doesn't come off. She's a freak. Like (laughs) it's like fucking handless cartwheels and shit. Oh my god, dude, walking on their hands with no legs. And the fucking the creepiest part about that oubliette though is that hoggle is in it already <laughs> hoggle he, what up, kid? goddamn hoggle <laughs> fucking hoggle is waiting for her and she she's you know lost and stuff and that's when jareth looks in his big ass crystal ass ball mm. and sees her in the oubliette and all the goblins are like ah, <laughs> like that bitch and Jareth is afraid at that moment. He's oh, yeah. like, Shh, I can't believe she got this far. Right. And then there's Hoggle. <laughs> and he Hoggle. helps her get out of it. And it's crazy because she looks at a closet and he opens the door and it's just a wall behind. It's just a door to nothing. It's he like, takes the handle off and puts it on the other side, opens it up, and it's like a junk closet with a tunnel leading out. Magic. He's like, <laughs> like, yeah. oh my god, that's that shit. That's a good. That's a good shit, dude. Yes, dude. And it's so magical. And they they end up walking through this tunnel, and there's this creepy little hunched over goblin with a with a cup, asking for money, and um. They walk over to him, and he gets up, takes off the mask, and it's Jareth. It's fucking Jareth. Jareth is waiting <sighs> for them. And they're in this fucking tunnel, and Jareth is going, you know, you'll never get out. Also, I'm going to take some hours away. He takes those 13 oh, hours. yeah. He takes, like, maybe six hours away from her. Oh, I didn't know. Six? God yeah. He, he looks at a clock and just takes it away so she can see, too. So, okay, I want to talk about something. Um... So in the story, Jareth, the Goblin King, is in love with Sarah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, but and, you know, he gave her the power to have her baby brother taken away, but she didn't want to use it because, like, it's my baby brother. But then she got so mad that she couldn't take it anymore. So, like, Jareth is supposed to be in love with her, but she's he's, like, kidnapping her family. Sounds like a white guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Just like a white guy. This movie, uh, movie would have been 30 minutes if MJ was at the start. <laughs> oh, no. He's mine. <laughs> Bitty Jean is my love. Sarah. Oh, my God. Sarah. Oh, my God. So that's weird. And and I don't know. Like, 
so I mean, and obviously there can't be like any real romant like romantic. I mean, they can't kiss. <laughs> Jennifer Connelly's like, yeah, can't do that. Well, but I don't know. It was it was a weird dynamic. Like even as a kid, like I didn't get it. I was like, what, what? Like what's your thing with Sarah? That's weird. Yeah, well, yeah, because like infatuation can be perceived in a lot of different ways. Yeah, that's true. If it's a mental infatuation, it comes off as sexual. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you better clear this shit up, my dudes. Oh, like, my god. Does, does David Bowie want to smash Sarah, dude? Does he want to smash or does he just love her? He wants she's, to smash. Yeah, he does. I was no, you know to, what? I mean, that's why he wore tights. Oh, that's right. He mm. knew Sarah was coming, dude. He's energy. like, hey, get my gray tights. <laughs> but, like, every classic <laughs> princess in every fairy tale is, like, 15. You're you know right. Like, right. like, Ariel, I'm 16. I'm That's not a child. That's when they're ripe, dude. <laughs> okay, Chelsea. Oh that was worse than anything I've ever said on any podcast <laughs> I've ever done in my life. <laughs> yeah, because they're ripe. <laughs> Jesus oh <my> Christ. <laughs> hey. I mean, true, dog. <laughs> oh my Just kidding. Um, but, yeah, I guess so. Jesus Christ. How, long, how old is Mulan? She could have been 80, though. <laughs> Asians don't even look old, no matter how old they get. Asians age overnight. You're like 78, and you look fine, and then it's like, let's go to someone's house, and it's like, whoa, what the fuck, dude? I was just over here last month. What the hell happened to your grandma? Oh, my God. No. Uh, okay, so. Sorry. Don't apologize I love you. Here. I love Asian people. Sorry. <laughs> the Labyrinth was my favorite childhood movie. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have DVDs back then. We didn't have the internet. Hear that, kids? Not we because, didn't have not because DVDs. we were poor, because it didn't exist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that agent. Yeah. Um, they had VHS, and my mom showed it to me for the first time, and I wasn't scared. I thought, I, I literally thought I was going to be scared, but I was so obsessed with it. Um, especially because. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is the first movie I ever got off to <laughs> so oh, i'd be getting like, personal mom. up in here how, like, how old are you chelsea be real uh <laughs> don't, go, don't go into detail but just say an age dude Probably don't like, be weird about it um eight or nine i was eight i was wearing a pink skirt oh my <laughs> no i was definitely eight or nine oh, um my god dude so i'd be like ma i get off of school ma can we can we go to the uh video magic <laughs> Video. Where the fuck did you live at this point? <laughs> North Dakota. Oh, you already know. They didn't even have a Hollywood video. Video magic. They did. They did, but it was too. You had to have a membership. Ooh, fancy. In North Dakota, you got. Hey, that, you want to come to Hollywood? At, vid- video? at Hollywood video. You want to feel like a star? You, had to you have, got to pay. You had to have it. <laughs> so, yeah, we, I'd be like, if I, you know, Mom, I did good on my test. Let's right. go <laughs> to video magic. I rented that movie and got off so many times, I broke it. And when I went back to say, the movie broke, can you guys get a replacement? They said no. Oh, my God. World shattered. You've had enough. We're cutting All I want for Christmas is a fucking new VHS copy of Labyrinth, Please, Mom. My favorite movie. Oh, my God. It's a a sweet movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first time I ever got off, it was an accident. Yeah, I was laying down, like, itching my balls, and, like, I got a boner, and I was just, like, rubbing it, because it, like, felt good, just because, like, I didn't know what was going on, I didn't know what masturbation was, and I came, and I was like, whoa, 
was the best feeling I've ever felt in my fucking life. And I went in the bathroom and tried to <laughs> shake it. I was shaking it and stuff for like an hour, dude, trying to make it do it again. And then I got up <laughs> middle of the night. I was like, Mom. I was like, I don't know what happened just now. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, something just like just came out of my penis. Like it felt really good. She was like, were you watching something? I was like, no. And then, and then it was all strictly downhill from there. You got off from an itch, dude. I did. That's And then I watched Skinamax. Symbolic. So, and Skinamax. I, used to, I used to get off to like the Hey Ob music video. <laughs> I used to just wait for like the hottest chick. And I knew it was coming, dude. So I would just be like, fuck. All right, all right, all right. I got really good at timing. I was like, all right, she's coming up right now. <laughs> and I just changed the channel. Bored now. Like, all right, Outcast isn't even that good. <laughs> Thanks, Andre3K. Uh, Anyways, getting back to the labyrinth. Uh, how does the movie eventually end? So David Bowie probably, or uh, Jareth probably doesn't um, smash. No, no, Kay. they don't smash. Wait, the the ball, though. Gotta talk about the ball. The masquerade. The crystal Oh, ball. the masquerade ball. Where the girl gets roofied by the apple. Yo, that was- Wizard Harry. <laughs> that was my favorite scene to do in in the in our stage version. <laughs> my favorite scene when he drug him and then like yeah, yeah. <laughs> the poison was real. Wow, that was a really that was a really amazing scene. And and like her as a kid, I'm watching her in this like beautiful ruffly. Seriously, the ruffles off her so- shoulders were like. <laughs> Like, bigger than her head. Like, it was the most 80s thing. Oh, and the curls. She had so many oh, yeah. wisps. And- Jennifer Connelly's hair is the best character in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silky and long. and Followed followed by David Bowie's mm-hmm. balls. Lower Dick area. And, balls. and David yeah. Bowie is, like, weaving himself in and out of these gobs. They're, so they're, creepy, The dude. masquerade, they're wearing masks that are replicated of... The goblins, right? They they're one and the same. Oh, that was a weird sound. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and as this is happening, um, you can see Jareth like getting closer and closer to her, and then they dance. And oh my god, it's the most romantic scene ever. Creepy, creepy. So and that's I never the part, liked. That's the moment you, you get off to. No. So is that Un- underage romance? Is that right? When so. When does that happen in the movie? Does that happen right before the staircase? Is that like the, one of the very end scenes? That happens because the staircase happens after she gets into the city. So that right. is before. But that is so um, I think it's the bog of eternal stench. And then uh, after the bog of eternal stench, they get out uh, and she gets lost and she's hungry. She eats the apple. Right. And Hoggle gives it to her, right? Hoggle the, fucking gives it to yeah. her. Yeah. Hoggle gave her a poison <laughs> apple, that betraying bastard. And then she gets lost in the masquerade, but she shatters her way out of the dream and oh, wakes yeah. up in a junkyard. Oh, yeah. And the at, junk lady. As she wakes up in the junkyard, she okay, touches a hey, fuck off. <laughs> she touches a junk lady and she's like, get off my back. <laughs> and she's she's just piled on with garbage. Like she's just a little trolly gobliny person with a pile of garbage on her. Mm hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Bubba's pointing to me. <laughs> You're describing Chelsea. Proceed. Uh, trash. Trash woman. God. I. <laughs> I proceed to tell Sarah, <laughs> you're off my back. <laughs> and well, she leads her into Sarah's bedroom and said, right. And she's trying, she's, she's trying to, the whole thing is they're trying to f- get her to forget that Toby's there. Yeah. They're trying to make her forget why she came to the labyrinth in the first place so that she wastes all this time. 
Right. And doesn't get her brother back. So they're like, you know, she, the trash lady, like, leads Sarah into her comfy, cozy bedroom. And she's like, oh, do you remember Teddy? Oh. Starts yeah, piling on need, all this shit yeah, on her back. This, you, and she's piling on and piling on. And you see Sarah like, I, I, but no, like, this isn't right. Or whatever. I feel like something else is happening in my <laughs> life that doesn't have to do with all this shit on my back. And then be, because the love of her brother is so strong. <laughs> She remembers. She remembers. Oh, and, yeah, uh, I did sacrifice him. Yeah. <laughs> so she she start all of a sudden the walls start caving in in her bedroom and she starts climbing out. And lo and behold, Ludo, the Ludo. big, beautiful bastard. I love Ludo. Pulls her out of the trash. And it's Ludo. It's Sir, Di- Sir Didymus. Didymus. Um, and... Is Hoggle there? Ambrosius the dog. Ambrosius. Hoggle's not there. He's a trait. Nasty little motherfucking well, mind. He did catch up with them, though. At the like, gate. At, at the gate. And so he was from like. there, yeah. He redeemed. He like, you know, said, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm sorry. And then they let him back. Yeah, that's how the scene hey, went. you're good, Hoggle. Come on, man. <laughs> she, <laughs> no, gave him, she gave him a bracelet. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he was like, I'm still wearing it. And she's like, oh, you're my friend. Oh, you can come friend. with. Oh, and then there's God. a big troll. It's like. Oh, yeah. It's like huge. It's like the story of a. Nope. It's the size of a skyscraper, half of it. Okay. <laughs> exactly okay, half so a skyscraper. I'm feeling a little, a tall building a little man. good right now. Yes. A tall building, man. And they fight it. They get past. They start running through the city. Goblins are like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. And they're trying to kill her. And, and then Ludo running. calls the fucking rocks. The rocks. He calls he, the rocks. He makes this big moaning. Like, oh, oh, I want a rock. Rock. Oh, yes. <laughs> So all the boulders are flying through the city, coming from who knows. Only Ludo does apparently. Yeah, and because uh, he somehow controls rocks, like yeah, because he's fucking magic, dude. Yeah, magic. And from that point, um, Hoggle says, you know, if you need anything, we'll be here, or should, or will you, no, should okay. you need us? Yeah. And she's like, you know, love you guys, and then goes after her brother. She ha- yeah, she has to face Jareth alone. And from that oh, point shit. is when they when she enters the hall of staircases. Yeah, the MC Escher bullshit. Mm-hmm. The crazy stuff. I didn't want, like, we should have watched a thing. Like, how did they, some of those shots are insane. Yeah, like, Jareth will be walking underneath but going up and then flip over and be right in her face. Oh, and she's yeah, like, yeah, weird. Huh. Creepy as and the, shit. She's chasing after Toby the whole entire time. And then one moment she walks up the staircase, Toby's at the fucking top or the bottom of the screen. It's just. You damn trickster. It's a lot. It's a lot of things to process. So she finds, Sarah Jareth is at, you know, obey me, love me forever, please. And she remembers the lines that, you know, she was reciting at the beginning of the movie about how this goblin king, like, can't tell her what to do, basically. So she says, you know, she says, you have no power over me. Mm -hmm. And essentially everything starts to break down. Mm -hmm. He's like, like, oh, fuck. And he's like breaking (laughs) apart. As he's breaking apart, he turns into the owl. The owl. And the owl flutters by her. And all of a sudden she's in the downstairs of her house. And she's looking at the clock. And the clock is right on the time limit that she had to find her brother. It's very Wizard of Oz. She runs upstairs. And there's little fucking Toby. There's little fucking Toby. Safe Dead. as shit. Oh, safe as safe. fucking shit. 
And she's like, oh, the Where's ass finally wore off. Throat slit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, throat slit. <laughs> dog, dog ate in half his leg. <laughs> Toby was fucked up, dude. So she, she did it. She saved her brother. She finally remembered the line. Because in the beginning of the movie, she was trying to remember her lines and couldn't remember, you have no power over me. She remembered everything else. Uh-uh, uh-uh, I don't need no man. So at the end, she says it and um, all is well. But she goes into her room and she's like, I, I don't hate you. Yeah. I miss my, f- like, it's oh, just, yeah. it's just me. <laughs> I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I don't want you to die. <laughs> I wasn't really going to smother you with a pillow. <laughs> Come on, Toby. <laughs> Haggle. I just wanted to hang out with some goblins real quick, dude. Not that bad. It's like hand the rocks a cradle. That's some fucking scary shit. And then Hoggle's like, she looks in the mirror and she sees the reflection of her friends. Right. And Hoggle's like, remember, should you need us? She's like, I do need you. I need to do the whole time. And then she turns around <laughs> and there they are. They're on the fucking bed. Sup? <laughs> is this? Is and then this they all the dance. And then they dance. Yeah. They like dance at the end. I mean, what which else is would weird. you do with a fucking room full of goblins? <laughs> Fuck them, dude. Dance with- <laughs> All right. Goblin porn. Whoa. Mm-hmm. You want to make a labyrinth porn. That's what, I mean, yeah, yes. really is what it porn. comes down to. Down. Yeah, we already discussed what she was going to do with Toby's <laughs> leg. We, we, that's a no. li- it's illegal to talk about, so we I'm won't not, go further than that. I'm not into children. I'm not even into having my own children. Well, I mean, because you don't have one yet. But you said, I can't wait to have my own kid. And I was like, oh, hmm. Well, weird. I can wait. <laughs> I'll, I'll just buy cabbage Someone patch dolls for now. Oh, yeah. my God. So, um, so yeah, all is well. And she realizes that she really does truly love her baby brother. Mm-hmm. What a fucking and great movie, man. Yeah, dude. It was so, so good. If you haven't seen it, uh, you should. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's the only message that we do. have, right? Yeah. If you haven't seen it, get the fucking get on it, bitch. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you're making some very big decisions in life that are not beneficial right. to you. Probably yeah. never lubed up for anal. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Just think it's just supposed to go in. <laughs> Like, come on, man. Uh, speaking of booty hole, real quick. Sure. The bog of eternal oh, stench is literally God. like their buttholes. Dude, in the maybe, maybe that's the fucking metaphor. Eternal stench is just assholes yeah. pulsating and just shitting. Prolapsed assholes. And the bog is, there were course, actual brown fart water. Sounds. Yeah, like, they were like... <laughs> and like fart burping <laughs> sounds. Yes. <laughs> yes. Literally. I, wa- I really want to... And they look s- like a for real butthole. Yeah. <laughs> shout Actual out to the bog of eternal yeah, Shout out to the pink sock painted brown. <laughs> maybe that's Maybe that's what they were like um, inspired for that scene. Like, oh, dude, that looks gross. What if we just like put that but make it brown? They're like, dude, that's a good idea. How about we just make it a swamp? The whole bunch of assholes, little mini spouts of diarrhea... And then it'll be this bog of eternal stench. <laughs> oh my god! And, and, if, like, and wow. if your body touches it, you'll smell like that for eternity. That's why they were That's so why. terrified. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is that what's his, the dog's name? And then Ambrosius. Ambrosius and Sir Didymus. Didymus. I want to say Diverus. Did they go swimming in it? Diddy Mines. No, um, Sir Didymus had no sense of smell. He's the keeper of the bog of eternal stench because he doesn't oh, he doesn't yeah. have a sense of smell. And he wrote on Ambrosius. Fucking Dewey Cox right. style. Yep. <laughs> he I got have no a sense. sense of smell. <laughs> <laughs> I keep forgetting that that's a thing in that movie. Dude, I in 25 episodes, have me back for Walk Hard, please. Okay, okay. For yeah. sure. Oh my god. It's one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. Dude, dude. You, I watched that with you for the first time Walk and I got hard. it. Oh my gosh. Hard. Dude, the the song the original songs in Labyrinth is like one of my favorite things too. Fuck like yeah. you should just like you should watch so the movie good. and listen to the soundtrack. Like and please. learn the songs. Yeah. 
and then repeat the songs to your friends mm-hmm. and then repeat songs in the middle of possibly Walmart is where I feel like most Labyrinth Accurate. fans uh, reside. Yeah. And then <laughs> someone might start singing along with you and then they might buy uh, the loaf of bread in your cart for you or something. I don't know. But I don't think anyone's going to fucking shoot you for singing. So just um, do it. Message is just, just learn the song, sing the songs. Mm-hmm. So in in closing, Con- in constant. Closed. Conconstitutionalized. Conconstitutionalized. Can clog it up. <laughs> Labyrinth is really good. Uh, we all love it. Mm-hmm. It's there's a reason why it's a classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Henson for life. Yeah. Well, let's just give it a little more, a little more props than that. Because look at any class, any classic applied to a car is any car over thirty years old, right? No. Well, yeah, but any car. Yeah. And it could be a classic That's car. That's true. That was a fucking, the pinnacle of weirdness. It I is. And, it, and I don't, wasn't like saying like you said the wrong word. I'm, I'm now I'm sounding like an asshole. It's not what I was saying, <laughs> but it's like, like, it's a classic. Prolapse. It's a classic due to the time, but right. like it's a, it's held, it's held up this whole fucking time. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. anyone can watch that no matter Any scene where you chick. are. Yeah, yep. or any yep. dude. No matter what, like, there's something in that movie for you. No matter what, yep. trippy shit, heartfelt shit, metaphors up the ass, dude. That like, make you think about your life. Like, it's, it's for everyone. As fuck, like, right. So, I mean, just yeah. If you're a technical person, just watching those fucking puppets move, dude. Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's for everybody. It's for everybody. Not everything's for everybody, but that movie is. Yep. There's something in there, right? Mm-hmm. I hate. It's I magic. fucking hate musicals, dude. I hate. Fucking movies with songs in it, typically, man. I hate that I'm like that. Sweeney Todd is the only exception, hmm. and Labyrinth wasn't a musical necessarily, but yeah, all the songs cats, in dude. it was fucking. Nope. No <laughs> cats. Fucking, what's the, what's that fucking uh, in the woods? Oh, uh, into the woods. Oh my god. Oh my god. Less miserable. <laughs> fucking fuck them, dude. <laughs> all right, sorry guys. Um, but yeah, please uh, do do your sign off. I do would whatever you like to do. Gr- I would like to shout out Bubba McComb Bubba for being McComb. on the podcast. Thanks, Thank you so much for joining us today. He is the one and only host of Hella Tired Podcast. Uh-huh. If you want to plug up, Bubba. Yeah, dude. Um, I don't know what my favorite brand is, but pink would be fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got you. I'm just kidding. No, but uh, yeah, so I have, I'm Bubba McComb, a.k.a. Sad Boy Shelby, a.k.a. Serpa Shaman, a.k.a. Walmart's favorite shopper, a.k.a. Willy Wonka's Wonder. Um, you could find all of my stuff at BubbaMcComb.com. Um, I've got all my podcasts up there, um, upcoming shows. Uh, on Instagram, I'm Sad Boy Shinobi, or just search Bubba McComb. If you just search Bubba McComb in Google, um, you'll probably find me. Uh, so, yep. Thank you guys so fucking much for having me. This was wonderful. This is way cool because we got the candles lit and shit. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if we would have talked about Labyrinth, the light on, it wouldn't have felt it, as cool. Yeah, it would not have been yeah. as cool. But yeah, thank you guys so much for fucking having me. Um, uh, June yep. 1st. Can you can you let us oh, yeah. know? Oh, uh, yeah. June 1st is the first live Hella Tire podcast when I tell you that this is going to be fucking awesome, dude, like there's zero things in my mind that lead me to believe that it's not truthful. We're going to have <laughs> AJ Rodriguez, AKA 24 K Brown magic. Oh man. Um, providing all the love sounds. Um, he's going to be interacting throughout the podcast, um, giving his opinions in the form of music. Um, we're going to have a roast panel. We're going to have a roasty. 
Nice. Um, we're going to roast the shit out of them and give them one minute to rebuttal. Fuck and then yeah. if he goes above one minute, you know, we'll just snatch the fucking mic, whatever. Um, and then comedian Danielle Arce from L.A. is going to be closing out the show. Nice. Um, she's going to be doing 10 minutes after the podcast. And I'm still I'm halfway confirmed with the guest. But if this motherfucker confirms, confirms. You, you will know because it will be um, a giant name and milestone uh, for your boy. So awesome. yep, June 1st, Helltire Podcast Live. It's going to be fucking lit. Um, only 55 tickets available. Uh, if you want a ticket, you got to DM me. So it's not just like, come show up at the door. It will mm-hmm. sell out because my friends are fucking awesome. So let me know. Hey. All right, guys. Thanks for listening in. Episode two of Flick Chicks. I am the sensational Sheridan Wood. And with me, as always, is the fantabulous Chelsea. We are Flick Chicks. Flick Chicks.